Hi, everyone. This is Jennifer. Welcome to the Corporate Flight Attendant Podcast. I've been a corporate flight attendant for over five years, and I tell you the brutal, honest truth of this industry. This is episode 13, lucky number 13, and I am actually live on Podbean today because I figure, why not? I have some great news. My website is up, so you can check out all the podcasts in the Free Spirit Podcast brand. And the best part for you guys, you can check out and purchase my digital products and services made specifically for being a corporate flight attendant. And as all of you know, I have my corporate flight attendant book, which you can now buy on the website. And another great product is my corporate flight attendant list bundle in which you receive my catering order template and lists such as catering go-tos, prep to plane, and the sought after packing list. You can pay with Apple Pay, PayPal, or good old fashioned credit card. So check it out at freespiritpodcasts.com and that will be in the show notes. My goal is to have one more episode up by the first week in March. I'm going for it, guys. I know I haven't been around, but I've really been busy, especially creating my website. All right, let's start out with a COVID update. No surprise here, the rich are flying to warm places. I'm still seeing experienced and full-time flight attendants as the only ones who are flying right now. I personally only know of one company who is hiring, but they're only hiring highly experienced flight attendants. So newbies, keep hanging out. We're getting there. Your time's coming. Some good news is the COVID numbers are dropping. Also, I listened to a British journalist who writes about the rich and famous, and he reports that the British private aviation sector is booming, which surprised me. I imagine the close proximity to Spain and other warm countries makes it desirable for short trips to a warm destination. He also said the rich who didn't fly private in Britain are now flying private because of COVID. So there may be more opportunities for our newbies on the other side of the pond, for example, in England. If you're listening and you live in England or have citizenship, why not explore this option? This would be a good time to get your feet wet and fly if, if you can do it. Here back in New York, which is the hub of private aviation for the US, again, we're not seeing an uptick like the Brits are. So go for it if you can. Today we are discussing how to ace a corporate flight attendant job interview. I have to tell you, I had one really bad interview where the human resources director hated the fact that I have a master's degree in creative writing and she kept harping on it for the entire interview. She was asking me questions such as, am I done writing? Do I still write? I think she was annoyed that I might write a tell-all or undermine confidentiality, which You'd be surprised if you Google it, there's a flight attendant who's done this and she's now getting sued. This human resources person knew that I'm just not a career flight attendant. And that's what the job was for. The job was for a full-time position 
I'm going to be honest with you. I took the interview just to get my feet wet interviewing a little bit and, you know, having some knowledge about interviewing in the industry. And that's pretty much why I did it. I wasn't, it wasn't as if I really wanted the job. Let's put it that way. Should I have left my master's degree off my resume? I think I should have for a full-time position. And it was a good lesson because I've had my master's degree and people have Googled me. They've told me they've Googled me for contract work and no one seems to care because if you're a contractor, usually you're working another job or you have a life or whatever. And they're cool with that. So with full-time, I would say pull that master's degree off if you have it. Take it off your resume. Just leave it off and make your resume completely about just being a flight attendant in the industry. I don't want to say dummy yourself down, but you kind of have to. The old school perception of a corporate flight attendant is that we're not intelligent. A lot of employers for full-time work are looking for that career flight attendant, someone who totally commits to the lifestyle. And I don't, you know, I'm a contractor. As you, as I said, I have other interests. I have other goals in life. And the human resources woman saw that. My only objection is that she didn't have to be rude about it, which she was. She was rude. She was aggressive in her questioning. And she ended the interview five minutes later talking about how her friend had a heart attack the night before. I swear that actually happened. You cannot make this stuff up. She was a really weird person and extremely unprofessional, but it taught me a good lesson, not only about the master's degree, but I won't go all the way down to the city for a five minute interview again. I mean, I had to take trains and then of course you want to arrive there early. So you're waiting and then you want to get out of the city before rush hour is a huge pain in my ass. Either it's a virtual interview for me from now on or nothing at all. And it helped me set my boundaries. Even though I don't want full-time work, would I still take an interview for full-time work? Yeah, why not? I think it's good to just say, you know what, let me just try it, experience it, see what's out there. And to be quite honest, it's really good, you know, content for this podcast. So (laughs) that's why I'm doing it as well. My first ever interview in the industry was with a large management company and that went really well. And I just want to clarify because on another episode, I talked about interviewing with the owner. That nightmare interview that I just talked about was with the owner's company and I had to go to the city to interview with their human resources manager. Most times you're interviewing with the management company especially if you're just doing a contract, if, if you're a contractor. So it just, it depends on the situation. Do you actually meet the owners during the interview? I would say more so if you're a pilot. If you're a director of aviation, absolutely, you're gonna be meeting the owner. If you're a chief pilot, or a corporate flight attendant, maybe, maybe not. It, it all depends, right? This first interview, the cabin services manager was kind but tough and professional. And she has a reputation in Teterboro as exactly that. She's a tough cookie. It's hard to impress her, but she's 
nice and she is professional. And if you impress her, she will give you work. And she gave me my first trip, not even a month later. You know, I was a newbie and I played it honestly. I answered her questions honestly about my fine dining experience and other customer service experience. I dressed how I would as a flight attendant in professional clothes. And I will tell you what those clothes are, but you have to buy my book. You have to buy my book. You have to look in the show notes and buy my book. There you go. I believe I sold this woman because of these four things. Number one, my personality. Number two, that I can speak well. Number three, that I understand rich people well. And number four, my resume. If you can do all these things, you will impress the interviewer. Your resume should reflect that you understand rich people. This is huge. That first interviewer, the cabin services manager, told me that another prospective flight attendant listed Olive Garden under her fine dining resume. Okay, here's the thing, kids. I love Olive Garden. I love the breadsticks. Uh, I'm finding out that I'm reacting to gluten, so now I can't eat those breadsticks, which is a tragedy, but we'll just leave that alone for now. But if you're serving at Olive Garden, that's not understanding rich people. It's not what rich people consider an upscale establishment. The top 1% are not dining at Olive Garden. Maybe they are. I could be wrong. You'd be surprised to have an owner that loves Chick-fil-A, so <laughs> you'd be wrong. But that's not the service that they're expecting. I told this story to a pilot who's a very nice person and said, you know what, Jen, to some people, Olive Garden is upscale. I agree with what he's talking about, but not to the top 1%. That, that's not upscale. So you need to leave those things off your resume. You need to evaluate what job experiences are upscale. For example, here's some good examples. A personal assistant to a rich person, a concierge at a fancy hotel, fine dining service in a five-star restaurant, a sommelier, an executive assistant, or a manager in a country club. When I was first interviewing, I had worked at Richard Gere's restaurant. He had owned a restaurant in the Westchester County, New York area. And I put that on the resume. I talked about serving Richard Gere a little bit and some of the other celebrities I served. Lucky for me that this interviewer loves Richard Gere so, <laughs> and, and has a crush on Richard Gere. So it worked into my favor. During this job interview, if you can discuss how you understand the rich, that you understand their mindset, that you understand the demands, that you understand that the service that they demand, then you're going to do well. It will give you a leg up, even if you don't have any private aviation experience. That's what I did. And it worked. And I'm here today, right? I'm sorry, guys, I have to take a glass of water. Okay, there we go. I've been eating a lot of Valentine's Day candy. So that's why I'm thirsty. Remember, in private aviation, here's your next interview tip. Everything is about time. Cabin service managers, directors of aviation, chief pilots, flight attendants have zero time to spare for you. 
They're away from home so much that all they care about is their family and being at home. Okay. So if put yourself in their position or put yourself in my position, that's what comes first. That's what's my priority. If I took a trip and I'm away for a week and I come home, well, my priority is going to be my family. If I were to have kids, I don't have kids, but that's the absolute priority to get a good sleep. They don't have the time to read lengthy emails or conduct long interviews. When someone asks about your resume, simply email it to them. And in the body of the email, say, my resume is attached. Thank you so much, your name, and that's it. I know there's people who definitely want to put in the cover letter. You can. I'm not saying it's a bad idea, but you better keep that cover letter super short because I'm telling you, all they do is quickly look at the resume. I know this for a fact. I've talked to a lot of pilots. I've done a lot of trips. So just make it short and sweet. On time is late in this industry. Be at your interview 20 minutes early. You are judged on this time and time again. They're going to look at you and say, oh, well, if she just arrived just on time or he arrived just on time for his interview, what's going to happen during a show time? Is he just going to arrive just on time? Because that kind of scares people. You need to arrive even if it's 20 minutes early, 15 minutes early. It's just, it puts people at ease. Respond immediately to any interview request. I mean now, now. In this industry, emails and texts are answered right away. I don't care who it is. I once had a top-notch flight attendant ask me to speak to an aspiring flight attendant. When I call the aspiring flight attendant on the agreed upon day and time, and I swear this happened, the aspiring flight attendant didn't answer the phone. And then I received a text message five minutes later, I swear this happened, saying she was in the middle of taking a bath and could she call me in an hour? Uh, <laughs> okay, you can just imagine, right? I did speak to her and it was only to help the top-notch flight attendant, but I found that the woman was flighty, excuse the pun, as I had guessed. And when I talked to the top-notch flight attendant, I had to tell her what happened. I wasn't rude. I just simply told her the facts. And she said she'd have a talk with the aspiring FA. And that's not good because you now you have two people that are not impressed by you and are probably never going to call you for a job and not going to help you out or recommend you. So that's not a good way to start. Especially as a newbie, when anyone from the industry calls, you answer your phone ASAP, text, phone call, whatever, ASAP, especially if you agreed on a set time. I asked a director of aviation his advice when interviewing as a corporate flight attendant when he interviews them. And he says to have a personality and show that you're good with people. I think that's probably, you know, any interview, except maybe certain, certain industries, I don't know. And not to be cocky, he interviewed someone who gave the air that she already had the job. And this cocky attitude turned off not only him, but his entire office staff. So just be careful of that. Of course, it's the same rules as any other industry. Be kind to yourself. I, excuse me, that was, I just put two words together. <laughs> be yourself. 
be kind and professional, and most importantly, be the person you'd want to hire. Afterwards, you can thank the interviewer with a handwritten thank you note left at the front desk, or you can write an email. Be prepared, you may not hear back, not even a nice to meet you to your email, and that's normal. Remember, these people don't have a lot of time. The big fact in this industry, and it's a funny industry this way, is even if you've done a great job in the interview, and this interviewer says, you know what, I'm definitely going to call you. You're going to hear from me. Thank you so much. You may not get a call for a job for months, maybe even a year later. When they have you in mind for a particular job, they will call. Also, for full-time work, it can take six months or more for the onboarding or hiring process. For contract work, I've seen the onboarding process be as simple as email your resume, a copy of your passport, and your training certificate to a long, extensive process of this massive online application, drug testing, et cetera, et cetera. Be prepared. It could be any of these things and in between. On my website, freespiritpodcast, that's with an S, dot com, I offer a resume editing consult to improve your resume with insider tips. And remember, I have a master's degree in creative writing. So I know how to write a resume, especially for this industry. And people in this industry love my resume. I make it a little unique. I make it a little different so it can stand out. And we can do the same with yours. Even if you're someone who has no corporate flight experience, we'll make it pop. Otherwise, look for another episode to drop in the next two weeks. I just want to thank these four people for joining. Harold's 007, The Forgotten, Adonis, and Zebu Saisu. I'm sorry if I butchered that name. And if you guys have any questions, now's the time to ask. You can put them in the chat. You can always email me at freespiritpodcast. It's with an S at gmail.com. And you can visit my website. So great talking to everyone today. So fun going on Podbean Live. It's my favorite thing. I will drop an episode soon and uh, happy flying.